Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Tea Time Podcast. T is an acronym for turning everything around. And turning everything around is a movement. This is a movement from just surviving to actually thriving. I am Lisa McMillan. Today's podcast, we will be talking about keeping it moving. Don't quit. So in respect to keeping it moving and not quitting, I was asked about why I use a lot of scripture reference and reference God and things like that a lot. And someone did suggest that I explain so as to not make people feel like I'm pushing religion on them. Because when I was asked that question, I said, turning everything around, this is a journey that I am on until my end. And I am sharing my experiences based on my exposure, the tools I'm using, and the resources that are available to help people based on what I've seen. And my story is nowhere near, I can't even say incomplete without speaking of the spiritual aspects, the tools, and the strategies I've used. And for me, the number one strategy and tool has been my faith and my spirituality. I do not push religion because religion is moved with men, with people, with human beings. And we are all, everyone living and breathing, we are all fallible, we are all human, and we are all making mistakes. So I do not encourage any particular religion. I do not condemn any particular religion. But I do know there is a higher power that I believe in, and I have to give everything that I am, have been, and have survived. All the credit goes to God for me. And when I'm using the scriptures, when I'm referencing prayer, I'm referencing those things because of the power that it has had in helping me move past that just barely surviving stage. I mean, I was so exhausted. I was so spent. I was so burnt out and miserable, miserable. So as I told this other person, not just one person, three people actually, there's no way I can even encourage anyone, even share anything without referencing the scriptures and prayer and having faith in something other than a human being. Because I I just don't believe that any of these things are possible as far as our bodily functions, how things come to be without the existence of God. Now, I do recognize that religion has hurt a lot of people because I've been hurt by religion. I've been a member of different denominations and different churches, and I've been disappointed. I've been let down. I've been downright hurt by some of my experiences. But what I've had to learn is not to put the faith in the people 
not to put the faith in the religion. Because as one of my favorite pastors reminded me, he said, Lisa, the church is a hospital and it's full of sick people. So let's be clear, families, friends, human beings, our faith does not belong in people. People will let you down and hurt you because we're all people. And remember, you're hurting people too. I hurt people because I'm fallible. I'm a human being. So when I'm referencing scripture or prayer, it is in God. It is in my faith in him, not in any religion or any human being. So as I mentioned, my scripture, I use other tools. I use poems. I use a calm app. Oh my God. I think it's the best thing since sliced bread. The calm app. I utilize it every morning. They have little 10 minute meditations and they are guided meditations because I was not raised on it. I was not familiar with it. And I have been utilizing it about two and a half years or so. And I've been trying to learn how to calm my mind. When you've been exposed to a lot of stimulus, whether it's your own internal stimulus, always wondering and worrying about things, what next, what to do with the kids, what to do with the house, what to do with the job, or external stimulus, car crashes, moves, low finances, low food, it you busy and your head is busy. And in the journey to wholeness and healthiness, I have used the tool Calm, the app, and every 10-minute meditation right after there is a, um, a quote from, from someone, a person, and I, I often print a lot of those out, and I have them everywhere, my office and rooms. I share them with different text groups. I even upload them onto Facebook and Instagram because they're very powerful. Lots of them are so inspiring and help me find those aha moments, which is I first heard it and was exposed to it by Oprah. So the aha moment. One of those for me was from Jack Cornfield. I don't even know the date, but I printed this one out. It says, to let go is to release the images and emotions, the grudges and fears, the clingings and disappointments of the past that bind our spirit. That was a quote from the Calm app. It was very inspiring. It's always timely for me especially because this is a journey. This is a movement. And I need to stay inspired on positivity. So sometimes I'll find some things on Facebook. No, a lot of times, not even sometimes. My friend Keisha is so great at posting like super positive, inspiring things regularly. So I capture a lot of Keisha stuff and share it and I'll print it. And these are tools. These are strategies we have to use to keep the positivity coming. One of them that I like a lot 
because I was exposed to other people and their dramas and traumas from a young age. So I was nurtured full of yuck. So this one, it's really funny because uh, it has the Tasmanian Devil character from Bugs Bunny on it. And it says, if someone treats you like crap, just remember there is something wrong with them, not you. Normal people don't go around destroying other humans because it feels kind of bad when people hurt our feelings. But also remember, we may be hurting someone's feelings too when we don't feel good. So that's why this journey is so important to feel ourselves full of healthiness and wholeness. So I keep that to remind myself that, okay, okay, that's, it's not me. It's not me. It wasn't me when I was a little girl and my mother said, I don't like you. Right. I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know, but that wasn't my problem. That's not my problem. I'm currently reading a book called The Courage to Be Disliked. And one of the things that the author says, he's encouraging me, us, whomever reads the book, to do your job and focus on your job. And what someone else does with their job or their task has nothing to do with you. So if you're interacting with someone and they misconstrue your whatever you're trying to convey all you did if you're just passing off information what they do with it is on them don't take it on don't take it on so that's a tool a lot of the books I read and listen to so the journey it's it's challenging it's not hard It is challenging, especially when you have been groomed and nurtured in yuck. It's challenging to shake those things off. As I talk to you now and record these podcasts, this is, I've been on this journey for double digit years, but it has been intense for me for five years. And I'm still not there. I still have moments where I about lose my mind. So I'll give you an example. This past week, I have a wonderful dog. I mean, I just love her. My family loves her and she's just wonderful. But she's been outside. Well, not exactly outside. In the storage. Her own little house. And the other day, she messed in her kennel, her little cage, and she has a little pad in there or whatever. And it's my daughter's job, her duty, to let her out and walk her and let her use the bathroom every day. So I came into the house, into my bathroom, and I saw the washer going. And, and I said, well, what's in here? And she said, well, I put the pad in there, and I was ready to lose my mind. I was like, oh, my God. She, did. she said, oh, I rinsed it off first outside. So I about lost my mind, okay? <laughs> I'm not OCD, but I am a mini germaphobe. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's got dog poop in my washing machine. Now, even if my washer was not new, that is not okay with me. But my washer is new. (laughs) And if this would have been 10 years ago, 
I'd have been like, oh my God, why would you do something like that? You should know better. Da, 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 da. I wouldn't cuss. I wouldn't, you know, I would be passionate. Okay, but since I've gone on this journey, I walked outside and I start thinking, okay, okay. And then I called my best friend in Texas and I told her what it was. And I said, oh my gosh, but this has been my best friend for over 30 years. So she knows me and she knows I like things sanitary. (laughs) And she says, you know what? First, I want to commend you on your growth because you didn't go off. You didn't say anything and this, that, and the third. And I had to pause and say, you know what? Thank you. Because I didn't, right? So that's the journey. But what Lisa said was, you know, and think about it like this. She was doing what she, the best she knew how to do, right? She knew you you expected her to clean it up. And she did attempt to clean it up. And she's only 17. And so just take some time and get your head together and then make it a learning lesson and go and say something later. And it felt so good not to immediately snap, not to immediately start chastising her for what I saw she did wrong. And then the fact that I did reach for my phone and went outside and called a support person for me. Because my friend knows I'm on a journey. And my friend also knows that I like things sanitary. So after about an hour, I ended up going. I did tell her to take it out. You know, take, you know, let's take that out. I told her that beforehand and put it on outside. So I went back and I said, you know, it's unsanitary. And what we want to do with things like that is we'll, if, if we have accidents, we'll wash it off and stuff. But big things like that or whatever we take to the laundromat and put it in one of their big washers and so on and so forth I felt so good that I used the tools my prayer every morning like every morning one of my favorites and this is why scripture is important when you learn it and you can pull it up when you need it and So one that I have to, have to, have to use frequently is Psalm 5 and 8. Lord, like, make your way plain for me to follow. So I had, if I've learned that, and if I commit that to my heart, I need to follow the Lord's way, not my way. So although I didn't want poop in my new washing machine, my daughter was doing her job. She was cleaning up after the dog, and it was before I had even knew what happened or whatever. So she was doing her job to the best of her ability. But my reaction was tempered because this intense therapy. All right? So I called my friend. My scripture came up. And then, yo, I still go to therapy. I have individual therapy once a week. I have group therapy once a week. That's therapy two times a week. After five years of intense therapy. So I've been on this journey of intense therapy for five years. Okay. So we've talked about prayer. We've talked about books. We've talked about my support, which is my friends. And I have poems. Like there are poems that 
just get get it get it together for me. I've shared several of them when I start feeling like my kids don't appreciate me or they don't love me or or even if I start feeling guilty about myself as a mom. There I was not this is Lily that I did this to who's 17. But if this would have been Jessica <laughs> 11 years ago when Jessica was 17, I'd have lost my mind and been hollering and screaming and all, everything. So I still feel guilty that Jessica didn't get this mother or Jeffrey or Jeremy or Jaredin. I feel guilty, but I have to go to the poems even the ones Jaredin have written me that it's like there's one that he wrote me when I moved to Charlotte and was in law school and he was having a very hard time. He was bullied. Oh gosh, horribly. Like every class at the school, kids were throwing gum at him. And I was, that was so stressful. And I was there, I had my three kids, but I was by myself. And I ended up having to send him back to Greensboro to stay with my ex-husband until the end of my semester in law school. So he knew that it was hard for me. And he knew that I was making a choice so that he could be safe. So he wrote a poem to me and it's dated and it's in my office on my air quote vision board. It's dated January 14th, 2012. No, November is 2-1, sorry. November 14th, 2012. It says, Mama, Mama by day, Mama by night. With you by my side, I have no fright. I may be leaving, but not for long. Do not fret, and I will do no wrong. Forever I love you, forever I'll be with you. Never will mistrust you. Never will fray from you. Remember these things when times get rough. For we are all beings. And sometimes enough is enough. I'm telling you, that little boy. I mean, he was 12 years old. And right now, I'm I'm going back. And feeling that pain that my poor baby was experiencing on the school bus or in those classes. And then the pain as a mom trying to grind and get a law degree to be able to be better. And I and I had to send him back. And I sent him to live with his dad. And so when I feel guilty, I have to look at those things. Right? And it's part of this journey also. So... I have tried to kill myself about twice, okay? And I don't say this, I don't need anybody's pity, not even sympathy. I'm sharing so that we all can be healthier. And I'm going to share the tools that I've had to use. The, the, The drugs wasn't beneficial. Matter of fact, I think the drugs is what exacerbated those feelings. It messed up chemicals in my brain or whatever. Because I went through I went through menopause at 34 and nobody knew what was happening to me. And so they were giving me all kinds of medications to get my feminine body working. And nobody was knowing that I was going through menopause. So I had this overload of hormones going on and all kinds of things. And so I've tried to kill myself. 
And um, so they'd give me more drugs, antipsychotics, antidepressants, anti this, anti that. All the while, God was doing something inside of my body that he was deciding to do. <laughs> Side note, I was tell I would tell my friends, hey, I got five kids. And I was married at the time. And I was like, I got five kids. And God is like, look, enough is enough, girl. You're not going to shut this down, so I'm going to shut it down. Because there's still no medical explanation why I went to through menopause at 34. Now, I will tell you on this journey to healthiness, my holistic practitioner says that it could have been because of my malnutrition, because I've not been an eater. But either, either way. So all these chemicals get thrown at me. I was still in a tumultuous environment. I was still surrounding myself with toxic people because I thought I owed it to them. These things are important for you to look after you. The one thing I found that helped a sister out, like it helped when I found this scripture and I hung my hat on it because I was in a super dark place and I'm just crying out to God like oh like God and I mean I had a nice house I had nice vehicles I had my husband was okay um and I was feeling guilty because I did not understand why I just didn't want to live and life seemed so horrible and I didn't have people around me people be like oh your life should be fine you know you should be happy you got this you got that and none of it was. So for whatever the reason, whether it was the chemical imbalances, whether it was, you know, feeling bad because of trauma, whatever. I found this scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So for those of you who have experienced major depression, you know, it's about a loss of hope because it's like this is never going to be any better. This is the most horrible thing in the world to feel so useless and worthless and all those things. Jeremiah 29, 11 has been my strength for 15 years. It's like I've hung my head on that one. So even if I've slid down that little slope where I'm not feeling so good, I keep Reciting Jeremiah 29, 11, where the Lord said, I know the plans I have for you. So, friends, you may not know. Your friend doesn't know. Mama's, daddy's, cousin's, sister's, brothers don't know. God knows the plans he has. So, had I been successful at killing myself back then, I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. And I have heard from Lots of you, and I'm so thankful for you, who said, Lisa, oh my gosh, your inspirational stuff in the daytime, it just makes my day. Or you just texting me out the blue when I was in the middle of feeling bad, sick, or whatever. It just has made me feel so good. For I do know the word says this. Our, God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. So, I don't know what God's plan was or is. I just have to yield to it. So I'm here today to share these things. So as I think about Jeremiah 29:11, there's an additional scripture that I found just last year. It's Psalm 139:13 through 14. 
It says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Oh my God. I mean, it just makes me cry to think about it. Because if you sit and you just chill out for a second and think about that. Think about the fact that even before your mama knew she was carrying you, it was you and God. God was orchestrating all the little things. No matter what those things are, no matter if you were born with six fingers on one hand or one finger on a hand, God orchestrated those things for his purpose. And all we have to do is yield to it. Just yield to it. Because as Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm telling you, whew, like I can't tell you, nothing else. This sister gets tired. God don't need our help. So when you're confused, when you get confused, when you don't know what to do, chill chill just relax and then think of psalm 5 and 8 and actually i had recited part b earlier but the whole thing says lead me in the right path O lord or my enemies will conquer me make your way plain for me to follow and when it speaks of those enemies it doesn't have to be your sister who stole your boyfriend the enemy could be all the that mess that's in your mind where you worried about things. The enemy is anything that is not godlike that is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. So you have to you have to get deep into some some preaching and all that to to go deeper into the kill, steal, and destroy. Because it's not just literally kill you where you're dead and buried. It's it's man. When the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy you, it could be to kill your dreams. It could be to, to, to kill your hope. So the scriptures, ooh, the scriptures. So I'm going to tell you, I got this last little funny thing before I end with my one of my favorite poems, who unfortunately the authors are known. But one of the funny little things I like to see, because I've printed this off too, um, I think I know I got this from Facebook too. Probably from Keisha. Keisha's amazing with finding the best little uh, quotes and sayings. But this one says, I don't care what nobody say. Good people get tired of being good people to ungrateful people. <laughs> so let's turn this thing around, guys. And let's get healthy. Let's use our weapon of prayer our strategies for therapy and these tools and resources of poetry, of music, of of books, all of them. And I'm going to tell you, Cece Winans does it for me. Tasha Cobbs, Leonard, oh my God, these sisters, they're with me in, in the steam room at the Y after I've gone swimming because you got to, you know, have some physical activity, get that brain going. We'll get into that another time. I'm about to run out of time. So use the things that are available to you because this journey that I am committed to and I want you to join me. So, you know, come on and join me. 
So this poem, like I said, is author unknown. And I first heard about it when I, as I listened to Steve Harvey, he talked about how it encouraged him and helped him. So I looked it up and printed it out and laminated and gave it copies to all my kids. And I do know that, you know, my kids, even if they don't say it, they utilize a lot of stuff I share with them. It's titled, Don't Quit. It says, don't quit when things go wrong as they sometimes will. When the road you're trudging seems all uphill. When the funds are low and the debts are high. And you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems low. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you mustn't quit. So keep moving. Don't quit, guys. Let's turn this thing around. So as I mentioned that, please visit the website for the nonprofit at turningeverythingaround.org. Connect with us. Send, you know, send me a line. Drop me a line. Your name, your email, your phone number, or if you want to be anonymous, share. And if you need help, I got their resources on there to help connect you to therapy is resources with with poems with people who help with things so uh, check out the website again turn everything around.org and check out my social media sites i have lots of po- uh, positivity up everywhere they're all at i am lisa mcmillan and that's mcmillan with one i m-c-m-i-l-l-a-n so i am lisa mcmillan at facebook at Instagram, at Twitter. Check me out and let's connect and let's join me on this journey because I'm telling you, I'm, I'm hit with a lot of things even right now, right now. But I'm telling you, I am not out for the count. It's barely, you know, touching me because I am committed to healthiness and wholeness. And I would love for you to join me. So until next time, Let's turn everything around.